Previously on Vanderpump Rules, he's a sex addict. Yeah. Like, I could just see him, like, banging anything. Jax always goes after girls that are sure thing. All right, let's go. Most guys are like that. They like sure things, you know, instead of the loyal ones who are waiting at home for them. Just saying. Being a good friend means you have your friends back. I'm better than this, and I'm better than you, so I don't know if Katie's actually even going to come. You have no idea what we went through last night with her. Welcome to Vanderpump Robs. A sexy, unique recap podcast. I'm Rob Schulte. Today on the show, I welcome actor and producer Darcy Drollinger, and the conversation is amazing. You won't want to miss it, but before that, listeners, you should know that in the off season, I had some fans of the show drop me a line here and there with kind words or thoughts. Some fans even left five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We call those the best fans. One of the more unique messages I got involved some Vanderpump Rules fan fiction, and I would like to read a snippet of that fan fiction now. Before I begin, I should remind everyone that Vanderpump Rules isn't for children, so of course neither is Vanderpump Robs, but this section of this episode is definitely not for children. Even with this warning, I'm planning on bleeping out some of the dirtiest of the dirty. Yes, it is that type of fan fiction. Here we go. Jack sits down bare-assed on Tom's couch. Balls slathered in Kristen's And then And everyone's talking about Katie bringing up Jackson Kristen may have uh, In the Wow I can't wait to read more of that Well, maybe I can And should wait Anyway, let's get to the recap It's Season 2, Episode 8 of Vanderpump Rules, and it's titled, Sherlock Stassi. It's a beautiful day in West Hollywood, clear skies, but cloudy minds. We pick back up immediately where the last episode left off. It's Christina Kelly's yard sale, and everyone's talking about Katie bringing up the rumor of Jackson Kristen doing the dirty... Back in January, Katie hates herself and leaves. Apparently, this isn't the first time she's acted like this. Stasi needs to know every possible detail. She's on the case and follows Katie. I've said exactly what I know. Why have you kept this from me for six months? That's because it's a rumor. It's a rumor. And I should not repeat it because it's just a rumor and you shouldn't repeat rumors because that's how rumors spread. Kristen and Jack sleeping together was a rumor that I heard 
from this other friend, Katie, a few months back that Kristen and Jax both denied, and I just never spoke or thought of it again until now. See, Stasi believes it. All the pieces are coming together. She's going to buy time to get the truth out. That evening at Sir, Lisa and Guillermo sit down to chat about their online reviews. Good for them for putting it on camera. Hey, hi. How is everything? Everything's good? Although some of the reviews are truthful, I think those of us in the podcasting world understand parasocial relationships and how that can affect one's view on a particular piece of media or popular restaurant. Lisa has a thought. I have this idea. There's this secret diner. It's like this woman. She would go in and she tests the staff without them knowing. So we just bring her in, and she can test a couple of them, and then she will fill in a questionnaire or report back to us. We've done it before in England. At Kristen and Tom's apartment, Kristen is practicing her dashboard confessional covers while Tom brings back the laundry. Tom and Kristen go over the yard sale events and the rumors that are being spread. Tom doesn't believe Kristen cheated on him because he knows how creative Katie likes to get when she's shit-faced. Across town at Bagatelle, Peter Madrigal, Stasi, and Christina are meeting up with Jax, Katie, and Tom Schwartz. So do we have a table or something? I think so. Stasi is particularly excited because she has a plan. Brunch is literally what I live for. She's big on plans, especially if they are diabolical in nature. She's going to ply Jax with alcohol, and when he's drunk, confront him about the Kristen rumor. I'm sure this will all go well. The group order a tub of liquor with a bunch of straws, and Jax thinks L.A. is the only place where you can do this. For the record, I've ordered the same drink in the dead of winter in Haver, Montana. While everyone parties, Stassi and Christina Kelly hop out back to talk about the Jackson Kristen situation. Christina Kelly speaks the truth in that Kristen would 100% do this because she's, and I quote, conniving and sneaky. At this point, Jax is dancing on the bar with Peter and Tom Schwartz, and Stassi knows he's almost drunk enough to be interrogated. Almost. Some time passes, and Stasi has Jax come outside and asks him point-blank if he fucked Kristen. That's another quote, but of course it's bleeped out. Jax looks to the left and says he did not. Stasi knows this is a lie. Jax is pretty convincing, though. He says he's not lying. He never slept with Kristen, and that Tom never slept with Ariana. Over at Villa Rosa, Lisa is meeting with Alina, the secret diner. Hi. Hi. Alina? Yes. Hi. Come in. Nice Lisa. This is Jiggy. Alina is also a chef, so her attention to detail will come in handy. Lisa admits that some of the staff are a little too comfortable. Back, you could be a bit of a pain in the ass if you, if you want to. And then maybe stop another one. You say, excuse me, excuse me, could you help me? I need salt. Tell me how long it takes to get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, they always say a good waiter is someone that's always in motion. So they should be, like, walking around. Yeah, but their mouths are in motion, yeah. not their bodies in this case. You'll see. 
So that evening at Sir, Stassi comes to speak with Lisa about Katie's actions at the party. This isn't the first time Lisa has heard that Jax and Kristen may have uh, a rumor under their belt as well, and they go through the details of the timeline. No one knows what's true, but the only thing Lisa knows is she doesn't want anything happening at the restaurant, especially when Alina is showing up later that night. As Alina and Melina are seated, Sheena, their server and friend of this podcast, is getting drama from Katie. And this snowballs into a chat with Sandy, Tom Sandoval. Alina notices that it's taking a while for Sheena to get to their table, but when she does, she knows the menu pretty darn well and openly admits to never eating one particular item. The gossip about Katie continues, and in that time, the corn fritters are late for Alina and Melina. Nobody wants late corn fritters. Katie picks up the corn fritter slack, and instead of getting the order in, she joins in the conversation with Sheena and Tom, and ultimately apologizes. That's pretty big. The secret diners get their check and move from the bar to the restaurant. Thank you which is only about 30 feet away. Hi, ladies. How are you doing? Hi. Good. Good. Can I get you something to drink right now? Can I have water with lemon for now? Their second waitress is Stassi. Stassi is on it, but distracted by the thoughts running through her mind. Sheena pulls Stassi aside to call her out on the bullshit from the other night. I understand that, but when she says, no one at this table likes you, none of us are your friends. I mean, you could have just stood up for me for like two seconds. I'm like, dude, we just had like an awesome dinner together. I thought we were like getting back on track and you just sat there and didn't say To me, being a good friend means you have your friends back. You don't sit there quietly smirking when everyone else is giving me a hard time. I'm sorry that I didn't say something and I should have said something. She's also heard the rumors of Jackson Kristen and let Stassi know that she's always going to be there for her if it ends up being a true rumor. And at the bar, Katie and Jax talk. She apologizes again, but this time to Jax. Jax knows this is old hat for Katie, so it's water under the bridge. We also see the secret diners discussing what they did and didn't like, which is obvious, and the evening continues. The next morning, Lisa arrives at Sir and wants to talk to Sheena. She's not happy with the service report she received. And after rehashing things that just happened the previous night, Lisa reiterates that you're supposed to leave your personal life at home. Jax gets the same treatment, except this time, Jax has more excuses and flips the conversation to the rumors. It does turn out to be true. Kristen has slept with Jax. This would change the whole dynamic in this restaurant. So whether I know this to be true or not, I'm hoping and praying that this goes away as soon as possible. I hope you're not as guilty as I think you might be. Across town at Katie's apartment, Stassi shows up with lattes and wants to get to the bottom of the rumors. When will she get to the bottom of them? Hopefully now. Hello. Hi. You look cute. Thanks. 
I know. Katie spills her guts about what the other Katie told her. Get it? Because she's not herself when she's tequila Katie. No one wants to be honest because they don't want to take responsibility for destroying friendships. So Stassi heads to Kristen's and is going to text Jax from Kristen's phone. What an elaborate and shitty situation. We also see Sheena and Shay looking at engagement rings, but we really got to get to the action. Stassi arrives at Kristen and Tom's and admits to obsessing over the rumor and lays forth her text plan. What does it say? Just say it. What is yeah? Kristen, I have no clue what you're talking about. Asked question mark what question mark? And I said, dude, about in January. And he said, no clue what you were talking about. And Stassi breaks down in tears. Finally, Stassi knows that this whole rumor is bullshit. So everyone's happy and relieved, and I guess there won't be any problems going forward. All right, great. I don't know, though. Did I miss anything? Is there something that could have been stated here? Let me know. Shoot me an email, vanderpumprobs at gmail.com. After the break, I welcome on Darcy Drollinger. You won't want to miss this discussion. It's great. Welcome back to Vanderpump Robs. It's me, Rob Schulte, and I'm here today with actor and host of Hot Trash, as well as the owner of Oasis Nightclub in San Francisco. It's Darcy Drollinger. Darcy, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. So good to be here. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. (laughs) I was recently introduced to Hot Trash, and it is a wild ride. (laughs) Um, I'll let you talk about it towards the end of this, but uh, I got a question for you. Sure. What is your relationship to television in general, and specifically reality TV? Well, you know, I mean, like, I grew up on television, so it was um, part of my life, and I've kind of spent most of my life either sending it up or mocking it in some way, shape or form. And, you know, just like with hot trash now where it's commentary on everything. Reality TV, I have a love hate relationship. You know, it's one of those things where it's real fun at first. And after a while, too much of it feels like, you know, like when you love chocolate cake and you have one piece and you eat the whole cake and you feel really sick. Yeah, I know exactly what that feels like uh, in terms of making this podcast and eating too much chocolate cake. Yes, that's the recipe for quarantine for sure. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's so funny to look at like reality TV sometimes because growing up, uh, I think my first instance was, you know, you think of the real world or you think of like Survivor season one. And these are just total offshoots of what it's evolved into today and you've you had never seen Vanderpump Rules before being on the show correct I'm gonna admit that yes it was my first episode you aren't the first and so (laughs) these some of my favorite guests when uh it's your first time watching the show for the podcast but what is your like big takeaway having seen one episode Well, my big takeaway is they make a whole lot of drama over nothing. It's crazy how little, how little happens, but how 
big it is, you know? I mean, it, it, it's also just this show in particular, but a lot of the reality TV shows, it's so crazy how it, it has set the standard for reactionary behavior on everything, right? So it's almost so like- true. That's I feel like in a weird way, the Karens of the world have kind of been spawned by this reality show where everyone thinks their opinion is really important. Oh, God, you know? I know. <laughs> I just to, I hate to interrupt, but like it does make sense the way you're saying this, because I've also like looking back on my early 20s, it does feel like a bad text message is the end of the world. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. too. <laughs> so age does have something to do with it yeah that's true but like it is weird to be able to almost see that uh that sort of behavior validated because it's on television sure it i mean it is it is validated and um celebrated in a way yeah, it's also yeah. like i feel like that's the now times it's of the gladiators right of the old in the olden days oh where God. everyone <laughs> Throw them in the middle and let them fight. Let's all watch and gawk at it, you know. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you were here? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, my big question, and I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been on on a shoot where they were filming a reality TV show? I have not. I would love to know how much the actors are nudged and how much like there were, there were moments in this episode where I'm, I'm like, I mean, they have to know yeah. that, that, that this woman is, is the undercover woman. Right. You know, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. jumping the gun here, but no, it's totally fine. But it's like, I mean, or did they film like 25 different tables just to throw them off? Like how in, how in the know are then how set up are they? Like, did Kristen know she was going to get slapped later? Because I did. Someone did make me go watch that moment after it's I had watched it. Quite epic. And listeners, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> well, let's actually jump in because you brought a few points to the to the pod today, and let's start with these uh, these secret shoppers or secret diners. I guess you know it's it seems very odd that it isn't quite a secret diner as much as it is someone who would like to get into the restaurant industry. What were your thoughts on Alina and Malina? Well, I mean, she looked like, she acted like she was 14 years old. It was crazy. She's like, I've worked for so many Michelin star chefs and here's a burn. You see this burn on my arm? It's because I'm a chef. It's my chef burn. And I'm like, what? I, it felt like you, she was sending her daughter into the, into the, it was, it was hard to imagine that, that, what what was going to come out of that? Well, yeah, and it's hard to imagine that anyone eating at this restaurant isn't thrilled to be there already sure. because they're no they they're there on a shooting night. Right, they know they're going to get a cast member waiting on them. Also, like you said earlier, how would Sheena or Stassi, for that matter, not know that these incredibly <laughs> critical people Total bitches, aren't part of it. Yeah. I know. Uh, especially when the cameras are right there on the close-ups and they're sending the drinks back. So yeah. th- then you wonder, like, is Jax, does Jax know? So he's on the phone on purpose. Like, go ahead. You can't all be perfect tonight because... Yeah. And it just so happened it was the night after all the drama went down. So that's perfectly timed. 
Yeah. Um, well, and not to mention that, like, it had to have who someone else is working that morning when Lisa and Guillermo are like, right? "Well, look at this Yelp review and look at this <laughs> open table." Like, honey, you know, like, honey, I like, know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and so that was really over the top, but. That might be the least of everyone's worry in this episode. Right. <laughs> because right. there's a lot of drama going on, and I'm not even talking about the yard sale. Oh Where God. would you like to go from here? Well, first of all, that yard sale was terrible. It was like the <laughs> like what was even in the yard sale? And they even said no one bought anything. Yeah. Right. They basically they're, you know, they don't even really care about the yard sale, it seems. And then when Christy I, I will help you out because there's a Kristen, there's a Christina right. Kelly, and there's a Katie. Oh, Katie. It's when Katie comes over all like tore up from the night before, <sighs> like crying, like I know everyone hates me. And then she just goes across the street and sits. She doesn't leave. <laughs> Whose house is that? <laughs> do they have to get a do they have to get a waiver to use it? Um, no kidding. Right. And then I mean, so basically, and then they all just leave the yard sale. There's no one tending the yard sale anymore. So maybe someone got some stuff. They just don't know. You know, they should have made signs. But, like yeah. Said. <laughs> so yeah, that yard sale was ratchet. It's it's so incredible because like the episode prior, you almost get that entire scene anyway. So then to start back up and just to see how it's recut to like start a new episode uh, was just oh my god it's there's only so many ways you can bake a cake to go back to the cake talk that we had right earlier. right now here's the thing though now just in just a little bit i saw and the flashback oh. and the, the, the scenes from the week before they were showing and think and maybe a few episodes before katie's like a messy drunk right is she just always at this at this point in the show, yes. And if I am to venture into reality TV and Vanderpump Rules specific um, conspiracy theories, uh-huh. um, tequila is a code word. And she begins to be known as Tequila Katie. And Got it. I don't want to verify any of these things because they're not. But like... I think we could guess what happens when you get too drunk and also do other things. Um, <laughs> you don't always get that angry, but maybe she does. You know, I'm just going to put it out there. All right. Um, All right. But yeah, I think one of the points that you brought up that like really, really oh my God. made me chuckle in our email correspondence was that brunch they go to. That brunch. Oh my God. Like brunch from hell. It was like <laughs> spring break meets girl, girls gone wild sort of. And, and just like literally. And the, the fact that she, the Stasi loves, like she lives for brunch and lives for that brunch, that kind of brunch where she's literally using 40 straws to suck an entire punch bowl of booze. Like, God. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I would love the idea of like, I've also been making note this season to write every restaurant and place they go down because I'm sure that none of them exist anymore since this was like 2013. Right. But like, I love the idea of being like, I live for brunch. I save my paychecks to go to this brunch specifically. (laughs) And us as an audience is like, okay, cool. You're going to get a little half a meal. And you walk in and there's sparklers going off. Oh, my God. So painful. Like hell. Like hell. I can respect the spectacle of it. Sure. But it 
it really is not the place I would think when I think brunch. No, if it, it was a, it's it felt like a massive bachelorette party. Yes, you know it was like that kind of energy where they're just gonna like how fast can we black out <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> like, at noon? I know. I know. Oh my god! Yeah, that would it, it, that looked that was a nightmare. Let me ask you this: Christina Kelly and Stassi go outside to talk about the big issue of the rumors being spread. Sure. What do you think happened? In that time period that when they go back in, the three boys are on the bar. I mean, those are those moments where I got to ask, like, everyone in that restaurant knows they're being filmed for this episode. Like, what are we going to do? And I mean, obviously, if they're all drunk enough, you can get them to get basically and sort of strip, right? A couple of them got dollar bills stuck to stuck in their underwear. Now, were those other two guys... Reoccurring characters, or was it just Jacks? Were the other guys just uh, yeah. guys that were there? The um, darker-haired, long-haired gentleman mm-hmm. is Peter, who is the manager of Sir. Okay, and uh, the shorter-haired guy is Tom Schwartz, who is Katie's boyfriend. Oh, I knew. Okay, so that was that was yeah. Tom up there with him. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Okay, it was hard because they're focusing on Jacks a lot. <laughs> well. That that was the proof, right? That he is wild and out of control, and you can't you, you no. t- turn your back, and you don't know what's going to happen. He could sleep with anyone, exactly, you never know. exactly. As Uh-oh. if he isn't another dude in West Hollywood who just likes to party, right. you know? <laughs> like, right. He is he's unique in this sense, which it's just so so crazy because like. This does lead into another point you had, like which involves Stasi trying to catch him in the act by getting him drunk enough. She's like, "Did you bang them? Did you bang them?" And it was like every other word was "bang." I know, and and she had the same thing with um, Kristen. There was yeah. like, I mean, the amount like, "Did you bang?" I didn't bang him. Yeah, she said she banged him. Yeah, banged him. Like who says that over and over? Like who says it at all? But let a, let alone just repeat. Like it just felt like it suddenly became a Saturday Night Live skit at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's I so banged funny him. because they, <laughs> they don't shy away from saying "fuck." At I know. All. I know it's going to be bleeped. Even Lisa so I, says it. I know. <laughs> I just, (laughs) it escapes me to understand, like, the logic in some of these scenes. And, like, sure, there's a gray area. And, like, you know that, like you said, there's a little bit of nudging going on on film shoots, especially when it's for television. And it is a show, and we all get that. But you're still representing yourself on the show. And just to, like have such a simple thing as like you banged him we banged him who would you bang i didn't bang bing bang boom oh it's crazy i mean they really at that moment it really does feel like you're watching teenagers (laughs) i know and to think that like seven to ten years before this they were teenagers well yes it's Except for Jax, because I'm pretty sure he's 40 in this episode. <laughs> he does look a bit older than everybody else. But he's keeping it tight, and you got to respect is. him for he that. He is, you know? and you know what? He's he's a cutie, and I think uh, he's also a pretty good liar. 100%. Kristen even more so. Like, she kept her cool. Like, I would have been sweating a little bit when, <laughs> when Stassi got my phone. Like, yeah. I was... 
I mean, that was, I actually, I found myself as much as I was just like, what the fuck? These people are out, like out of their heads. At that moment, I kind of got a little nervous. Like I started, it triggered me a little bit like, oh, shoot, she's going to get busted because I, I did have my friend tell me what happened. Okay. I, have yeah, a, I mean, I have a friend who just is obsessed with it. With the show. Well, you can let them know if they would like to come on. They are more than welcome. So, <laughs> but the, uh, but yeah, okay. it is with, hey, I'm, I'm down. But like, the thing is, is that without like spilling the beans, just in case anyone's can't read context clues of this show, <laughs> like, like, yeah, sweating bullets to know that like Stasi has a plan. She loves a diabolical plan. Oh my God, yeah, she's and obsessed. She takes Kristen's phone to like text Jax as Kristen, and that is not something that would even have entered my brain. And maybe that shows my naivete, but like that seems flawless. But to know that Kristen and Jax could plan for something like that, you are right. Like they are amazing liars <laughs> yeah i mean yeah exactly and, and he had to be so clued in to to know that like i can't even if you know it's coming from Kristen's phone he has to know yeah. that 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 possibly someone else is around i don't know you know i don't know what you know, the only other person that knows is katie and she was told not to tell but and now we know can uh, you tell me how did she find out like who told her what was how did the rumor get out there was it was it jack's yeah, I think the I I think it was said in an episode that Katie knows another woman named Katie who <laughs> Jacks told this rumor to. But I also have this theory that when Katie says the other Katie, I'm wondering if they're just not talking about Katie in a drunk angry rant. <laughs> like is she other Katie? She's like, talking about herself in the third person. Yeah. <laughs> But it is one of those things where it's like, it's convenient for us as the audience to receive this rumor uh, right when we need it in the show. Oh, it's sure. all so convenient. No, I mean, they're, wow. they're, they're, they've structured the show in a good way. There's a reason I'm making this podcast. It is <laughs> so entertaining. So much like chocolate cake, like you said, to bring it back to that. Uh, junk food is great, but not always healthy. It's true. It's true. Before we're done, though, I still want to do. Sure. I want to tell you my my story of actually going to pump. Oh my god! I completely forgot about this <laughs> audience peek behind the curtain. I wanted to start with this, but we are just so far into it. Let's go. I want to know about the time you went to pump. So I went with uh, my friends Juliana and Beth. Juliana was obsessed with the show at the time. We were down in L.A. just on a short vacation from San Francisco. And so we made reservations at Pump and we got there and there was, uh, you know, I had not watched the show at all. So I did not know if, who was on the, sh who of these people, but the host, this very um, kind of distant wafy model guy told us that um, it'd be a few minutes and we could go wait at the bar. So we went to the bar and um, everyone said to get the, God, was Pump -tini? it the rosé? No, the, oh, the, yeah. the rosé, which, which I gotta say, not. I mean, I, 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 I kind of picky about my wines, so but it tasted so gross. It was so <laughs> sweet, like white Zinfandel. Seriously, 
almost undrinkable. But we stayed there drinking it because Lisa and her husband were holding court at a table. So, right, we were able to, like, take a picture of my friend with them in the background and all that. I'd say 45 minutes later, when we're like, oh, my God, where's our table? We go back. We go back. And they're like, oh, we're really, really sorry. It's just going to be a little while longer. So we go and we sit over with some other people at a, at down in these little tables and chairs and we wait and we wait and then it starts getting crazy, right? Like, are you, like it's been an hour and a half mm-hmm. and we had a reservation. Yeah. And everyone is coming. It's, you know, it's, there's no camera crews, but it is obviously the place to be. Finally, we say, we go back there and we say, you know, we need, we really, this is crazy. And they say, okay, well, we can seat you now inside if you want. And, and we, wanted, you know, we, we wanted to sit outside. And, yeah. and so we hemmed and hawed for a second. I'm like, okay, you can, you can seat us inside. They proceed to take us inside to the very last table by the bathroom, that's the, by the bar. And the bar is having like a real estate convention. There's always drunk realtors. Jesus. And we're, they cram us into this table. And I, at that point, we Ugh. lost it, right? We're like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So we left. And so we're like, you know what? Let's just go down the street to Sir and see if we can just at least eat at the bar there. Sure. So we show up there. There's no one, no host, no one. Oh, God. And so we're standing around. We wait there. And we're already sort of frustrated. And we're definitely hangry at this point, right? Oh, yeah. And then we go, we go, so we go inside and people, there's waiters and waitresses just keep walking past us. And finally, I say, you know, can we get a table? Like, wait for the host. And no host ever came. And at that what? point, at that point, it was like, it had been two hours since our original reservation. Yeah. There was no host ever showed up. And we were just wandering around the restaurant. And we ended up going to some weird mafioso Italian restaurant. Oh, my God. Pasta. But it was so crazy like they really didn't care like i wish i had been the undercover yeah i was gonna um, say what if you were it was insanity like they did not seem to care if we ever ate or sat down or did anything oh my god so that was my um and and you know that was one uh, i was i still have it saved somewhere like the longest (laughs) yelp review like the oh, longest, God. like <laughs> my God, I wish I could find it and and uh, read it to you now. But I'll send I'll send you an email. I'll send yeah, you if you send it to me, my, I'll read it as a supplemental yell. at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darcy, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for sharing that deeply, deeply disturbing tale of oh, Pump and Sir God. experience. I was so mad. <laughs> Can you tell the audience a little bit about Hot Trash or anything else you're getting yeah, into? Yeah, so um, I do a weekly show um, on, a U- on my YouTube channel, which is Oasis TV, and it's called Hot Trash, and it's a weekly roundup of news, gossip, social media. Um, it's satire, but it's also um, everything that's relevant. Think John Oliver in a pump and heels, uh, heels in a wig. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. I've got an amazing crew with original parody songs every week. And um, it sort of came out of, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, they say. And and when everything kind of shut down, I own a nightclub called Oasis in San Francisco, which is the largest um, 
gay owned drag club in the US. So I'm very proud. Oh, cool. I'm proud of what, what we have. Um, it is uh, in Soma. So we had to close down because of COVID and we just turned it into a soundstage. And now we've been producing um, original content there. So it's been a lot of fun. So people should tune in every drops every Monday. And, um, and when we reopen, people should come, come to Oasis. We've got a beautiful roof deck. We've got a 4,000 square foot theater, um, which we do both our parody shows. We do Sex and the City live, Golden Girls live, Buffy the Vampire Slayer live. And then we also Blowing do me away. <laughs> we also do fun, fun, uh, big drag shows and um, other events. And we've got a little smaller bar next door called the Fez Room, and it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. So, um, oh, that sounds like it. Check it out when they when they get a chance. But in the meantime, you can look at a lot of our archival um, footage from shows on Oasis TV, as well as Hot Trash. Also, if you're in San Francisco, one more little thing. We do a thing called Meals on Heels, where we deliver food and drinks by a drag queen to your house, and you get a you get a curbside lip sync. Oh, that's um, awesome. So we're, we're keeping it real during during shelter yes. in place. That's awesome, because it just goes to show you that like nothing's going to stop the creative people in this world, and also to be able to help people out with Meals on Heels, that's so great. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show. I hope to have you come back soon, maybe in season three. I would love it. Force me to watch another episode. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, Darcy, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Great talking. Wow, that was a great conversation. Go check out everything Darcy is a part of. Now it's time for the dumpster moment. Today's dumpster moment is fairly simple. It's Stasi attempting to explain all the drums. The worst part about our group is that when rumors come up, we all have to go to work together. Hi, welcome to Sir. I'm Stasi. See that bartender, my ex-boyfriend? Oh, I'm kind of concerned that he f***ed my best friend. Would you like to hear the specials? We have great crispy chicken. That's it for today's episode. Thanks again to Darcy Drollinger for joining me. My theme music was composed by Jeremy Siegel, and Marie Hill is my season two editor. Great job, team. Find out more about this podcast and some of the other shows I make over at pinkjeansproductions.com. And if you haven't yet, leave me one of them five-star reviews on Apple Podcast. It is incredibly helpful. I'll see you next episode of Vanderpump Robs. Wait, Rob? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah.